0: Rank the dark
1: clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting, alive with fur and feather, as Elmen apparition. We left the moon suspended and
0: leapt back onto the ground. Oh, hey, hey,
2: hey, hey. Welcome to episode 22 of the Antipodean Arts Podcast.
1: And if we could all just take a minute to take a breath and to acknowledge this incredible space that we're able to be in tonight uh, in Kirilpa, also known as West End, in Brisbane, also as it should be known, Minjin, across the beautiful River Miwa which I crossed this morning on the bus and I looked out down the river as I crossed over into Kirilpa and I asked the ancestors of this place to let me please, with, with their guidance, do good work today while I was here in Krupa to earn money to take care of my family and to help people as much as I could. And I felt energy of the river and the heat of the, and the mugginess of the recent rains and everything come, come in through the window. And yeah, I, I felt their spirits here. So I want to acknowledge them and thank them for watching over me today and for allowing us to be here tonight. A shame
2: Cool
1: Yeah, it was pretty cool It was actually really nice Because we had a special guest tonight I wanted to catch the bus So I could have a cheeky wine Because (laughs) sitting opposite me is someone very special Would you like to introduce her?
2: Oh yeah, she's my mum Oh, <laughs> Her might- name's Roz Hi
1: <laughs> Hi Roz, how are you tonight? I'm great I'm so happy to have you here, I'm so excited
2: <laughs> It'll be fun to send this to all her friends oh. And they'll be like, oh Roz, you sound so good Jane will be like, oh Roz, I like listening to you
1: So just get nice and close Okay, Yeah, right on it Mm-mm. I'll let like you, your I feel date. like I, should, if, I, like feel like I should now
2: shut up and just let you two talk
1: Do, do you really want that?
2: Mm, yeah, I think
1: so <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll get down to it then because we want to know all of the all the stuff. No, um, I'm just excited to have you here. Um, I've had the pleasure. We've only really met the last couple of visits. Yeah, little snippets. Little snippets. We gossip a lot on the phone when when um, you. you you know call Theo and it's on speakerphone I just started just saying hi mom how are you and just started chatting away but when you were here last I, I was lucky enough to be present you came for a ritual oh and I God. even got to stand beside you and I was like I can't believe this this is the the ros and feel your beautiful energy and have great chats with you um so I guess there's so much I want to ask you about because we talked we've talked a little bits again in snippets about Some of the stuff you've done in your in your incredible life so far, Um, but we should also talk about this weirdo and what it was like (laughs) raising him and being with him.
0: It was a challenge. Yeah, I I no way, no way, Rod. I do not
1: believe it. (laughs) That sounds so unlike him. He must have really changed. So, as a child, he was very different to now.
0: He was a naughty boy, not the Messiah. <laughs> he was a very naughty boy. <laughs> I love it. So actually I thought we had given him the wrong name because his name, Santika means to bring peace to the earth. And I would often think this is not right. This has gone terribly wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> little
1: did and you know he little- would do both.
0: And then but yeah. it all came be true. Oh, yeah.
1: so as as you knew immediately, think you know.
0: Maybe well, when he was born, mm-hmm. um, he was kind of very alert. Um, which I, I had never had a baby before, so I didn't know what babies were supposed to be like. Yeah, but he would look at people. He was laughing at a week old. It wasn't just wind. And very, <laughs> <laughs> very. It was probably when. <laughs> no. It no. Wasn't. And yeah, very, like people would say he's been here before. Yeah, it's like not his first rodeo.
1: Or- yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So that all progressed and he became. A very naughty child <laughs> to the point that I think people wanted to actually kill him. <laughs> that is sounds so unlike him. I can't believe it. I remember some uh, friends that used to play in the Balinese gamelan that were involved with mm. saying when they saw him speak at the de- Parliament of World Religions.
1: Oh, when was that? How old was he when he gave that, that speech? Oh, it was at the
2: end of 2009. 19? No, I was 21. I remember 21. saying it. I remember going, I'm 21. Oh, Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, and He's yeah, such
2: an underachiever. He's yeah. so hard to keep up with, like, his tiny… Saw the tiny
0: YouTube it. clip and went, is that the same boy we <laughs> wanted to mm. kill? Mm. <laughs> but here he is. Got he a survived. little bit of a gift. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. And so how did you meet his dad, um,
0: their dad? On a holiday. On a so, holiday? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So… I'd never really wanted to go to Bali because I'd heard some pretty awful stories probably mm-hmm. about the south of Bali and it was around the time when George Negus did 60 Minutes in Bali oh. which it um, painted a very dark a picture. A dark
1: picture of what happened there after the 70s, yeah?
0: Yeah, so I thought I would go to the furthest place away from Kuta that I could be so I went to a travel <laughs> agent choice. and said show me a map I want to go there. I want to go to Baruna Beach. And that's where I met their dad. Oh! And how long
1: did you live in Bali for?
0: Ooh, on and off for… Because
1: you have two Bambinos we shouldn't yes, forget. one
0: was… Theo was born in Bali. hmm And then Noni was almost born in Bali <laughs> <laughs> due to a little bout of Bali belly. Uh-huh. And so…
1: I know you. I feel yeah. you. Yeah.
0: So on and off for in the first part of our marriage probably lived there for about four years but it was on and off because it's back in those days very hard to get a visa to stay longer. Mm. You know, they say the world is your oyster but not necessarily. Yeah,
1: there's always men yeah, with the, rules and checker books.
0: always the immigration. <laughs> always. Um, and where did you grow up? I grew Where's up. Where's home for you? In a little place called... Yalanga, which really isn't a place. It's a railway siding mm-hmm. and a crossroads. So I lived there until I was 16. Mm-hmm.
2: But you lived on a chicken farm.
0: I lived on a chicken farm, a free-range <sighs> chicken farm. Ooh,
2: like legit free-range. Le-
0: legit. Yeah. Where the chickens ran around and sat on a perch during the night. Beautiful. And my dad... Um, Interesting man, a man of few words, but definitely embraced an alternative side of life where he got a diviner to divine for water yep. for our boar. He sat and watched his chickens for hours. Every time we got chickens, he would say, These are the best chickens. We've oh. Ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Like I the love teacher that. says, you are the best class. This is the best. Ever. You've got to talk to
1: your girls like that though. That's how you get the good eggs. You, t- <laughs> the you are the best eggs. chicken I've ever seen.
2: <laughs> and your parents, like I don't, like uh, mm, I remember your mother most obviously because she died when I was 21. She died, mm. but, um, but they were just very good people.
0: Oh, very good people. My dad would help anybody. Like usually people ran out of petrol on the crossroads. Mm-hmm. It was a strange kind of place to live up from a crossroads because you always have that kind of… That
1: just doesn't make any sense whatsoever with this one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So people would often run out of petrol. He would give them petrol, never ask for anything in return. He'd invite the swaggies in that were always around when I was a kid, but they terrified me. I don't know why. Mm. Um.
2: Because they were strange men in were house.
0: And they were tough. like. And yes, they also the probably had – The proper swagmen were, they'd seen were proper tough guys. Yeah, and you
2: could put, maybe as a kid feel They'd that. lived yeah. a life when they turned up at your I doorstep. I would walk
0: through a snake-infested paddock yep. rather than walk. And my dad would invite these guys in to have tea. Have a cuppa. And I would hide under the bed.
2: <laughs> and she was, so she was the youngest. I
0: was the youngest of – well, well, eight, eight originally, yeah. eight. seven. Yeah. And, and um,
1: sisters' brothers?
0: Five sisters, one brother remaining. But, you know, people always go, you know, oh, the baby. And I go, yes, they kept having children. Do they got one that they like? Yeah, they, they like stopped when it was perfection. <laughs> perfection. And you, as far was. as
2: I know, were the only one born with red hair. Yeah. And your father I was guess. a redhead.
1: My father well, what I mean
2: is you had red hair your whole yeah. life now. We were just waiting
1: for the ranger yeah. gene and yeah. he was like, yes, nailed yes. it,
0: done. Because he had yeah. red hair. He had he- carrot yeah. red hair. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Which went white. And
2: you had auburn, yeah. auburny red hair. I yeah. can only
0: ever remember oh, so him just... with white hair. Yeah, And my mum, a very mm-hmm. calm, mm-hmm. she was just always the glue that really kept everything together. Not that we were falling apart. No, but
2: mum have that Although way. your sisters sometimes bullied you. <laughs> I've, oh, heard, I've, su- yeah. I've heard some horrific stories about the things that they... I think I inherited my naughtiness from somewhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. annoying.
2: I don't know <laughs> what that's like. Carol no. came with me, <laughs> me <laughs> after this chapter. <laughs> uh, yeah. I used to say that to Noni too, actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. No, I never wanted to play with Rose. I was annoying.
0: So I had imaginary friends.
2: Mm, we all have we imaginary friends. We all know those. So then you... At 16 went to Toowoomba, right? Yeah. And then you became a nurse. I
0: became a nurse. I moved to Brisbane and then didn't quite finish my nursing training there because I was a little bit maybe rebellious and a little bit off the tracks. <laughs> we need to talk about that because that's what I really wanted
1: to bring up, your nursing. That's the some of the chats that we had and yeah. some of the incredible because, one, nurses just deserve everyone's Respect and love in general. And we are the
0: most trusted and respected people you on earth. Yeah, yeah. 200, 2017 um, statistics. Yep, I love it. I think you are. <laughs>
1: I much more faith every time I've been in hospital or dealt with anything with my nurse than my doctor, because <laughs> you you see it all, and plus you have to handle it all. But some of the incredible experiences you described to me were awesome, and also like parts of your re- what you say your rebellion against uh, not your training per se, but but how you operated within the hospital system.
0: Yeah, I've had a m- varied career. I yeah. guess I've worked in many hospitals. At first, people would say that would make me. Um, what's the words? Unstable. Like, un, like
1: flighty, like you would
2: leave jobs sort of
0: yeah, thing. Yeah, I would yep. leave jobs. Um, you just weren't having any were bullshit. You were like,
2: t- like a teenager and a 21, like a 20-year-old. Of course you left <laughs> jobs. Everyone does that. Yeah.
0: yeah, but some people are still in the same job for 40 years. They're
2: called boring <laughs> and or a Capricorn. Aunt
0: but... <laughs> Sometimes and it's all circumstance. Poor. Yeah, you
1: know, exactly. Circumstance. I know, I love you, but yeah. I have totally understand no, what you mean. Yeah.
0: But I kind of <laughs> figure it's all about choice. Yeah. Mm. And if something is giving you the shits, why stay there? Like you can try and change it, but mm. Mm. you can also go.
2: You can yeah. also flee. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I have this um, a friend of mine who I've met in recent years and she says there's four types of nurses. Mm-hmm. There's... Missionaries, trying to change the world. Mercenaries, she says that's me and her and we're okay.
2: <laughs> of course you're in that group. Um, no, what's the other group?
0: Misfits and then the ones that are just plain mad. But I think, you, but this I is think true you're also a misfit. Um, <laughs> I think most professions. Yeah. what's true. Okay, so I know what a
2: mercenary is but what does she mean in that sense? We're just
0: there for, for to the do our job. And go, but we would do a good job. Yeah. Get paid, yeah. go home, work go well, home. get the hell out of there. Yeah. Mm. Don't
1: get messed up in. Be any kind nonsense. every
0: day, mm. but yeah, don't get involved in yeah. the nonsense.
2: Yeah. It's
1: more like like a soldier. Like you're going yeah. in a battle every day. You work. You work hard. Work well. Go home.
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So what have then about um, like you were going to ask about <sighs> death. Well, yeah. look, you
1: know, just casually <laughs> as the conversations go with us. <laughs> I think we were having a chat yes. just about um
0: helping people. Helping die. people
1: and my interest in death midwifery and how that's just a given for nurses that that yeah. has always been part of what what we do, what you do. Um and what it's been like to be witness to to those changes and to, to people passing.
0: Yeah. So 1984, 85, I worked at Prince Alfred Hospital in Sydney mm-hmm. and we had very, very ill people in intensive care. I can probably in two years on one hand count the people that probably survived. Wow. So that was an everyday occurrence but it, unfortunately…
2: Is this HIV related? No. No?
0: Unfortunate Accidents, just… Oh. Multi-organ failure, mm. but mostly the death was a long death. Mm. Mm. And if I had the opportunity to look after that person on the day that I died, that they died, not me, mm. but that I would volunteer for that. Yeah, because I thought I've looked after you while you've hung on to life, and that was not a pleasant thing. Mm. But if I can help you on the day that you die, yeah. that would. Make me happy Mm -hmm. and obviously make them happy. Mm. There is a, um, in a couple of states now, we have euthanasia laws. Mm, Finally. Queensland, if we keep at it and keep signing petitions, sooner or later they'll have to buckle in. Yeah.
1: And so that's for anyone listening as well. That's so important. If you ever do see that petition going around um, and internationally too, I know. Um, I watched an incredible documentary, I think we might have even been talking about that, um, that Terry Pratchett did before he passed when he'd first gotten his diagnosis where he was interviewing people who were having to travel from the UK to somewhere, I think it's in Switzerland, Switzerland? yeah, and um, and and the beautiful people there that had created this this space for people to come and pass in, but that people had had to leave their families in England. Some of them couldn't afford to travel with people to die with their families, with them, and they entrusted their, themselves into the care of complete strangers, beautiful strangers, um, but in, in Switzerland. Yeah. And we just – it's such an archaic way of thinking and having sat bedside with people who've passed – yeah, The fact that we don't, it's just, it's inhumane to me. It's
0: inhumane. And if and you ask
1: any nurse, they would tell you exactly why.
0: I have often said, I could many times, we would not do this to an animal, but no. we do it to a human on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's just heart-wrenching sometimes to, to watch what goes on. It's no. kind of what you might
1: hear in the background that we're doing on this podcast recording quite early and we do it at a music school and there are little kids running around yeah. and laughing while
2: and we're talking about death, death and it's, it's kind very of perfect. Beautiful. yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they're the same door, isn't it? Birth it is.
0: Yep. Yeah, and I think one of the things we were talking about before was Billy Connolly also yes. <laughs> did a magnificent series on On death, death. that's right. Where he went to body farms and mm-hmm. he went to um or oh, that American
1: convention that was all yeah, about for all of the yeah crematoriums drive, and stuff drive Gosh.
0: through um viewings That's of it. bodies yes. just amazing and the very amazing um, HIV well the result of the AIDS epidemic mm-hmm. where people were afraid to be, have people buried so oh there is my, a like oh a God. More and those, it's more and more stories
1: of like nurses and people who stayed behind to work in those wards with 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 HIV patients because everyone else would leave. No one would would yeah. treat them.
0: Yeah, I can remember one of my first um, encounters with. I'd come from Sydney, where I had already encountered um, HIV. But it was in the early 80s and I worked to work in this hospital and unfortunately there was a a guy there who had taken an overdose Mm. and he had been incontinent in the bed. Nobody would touch the bed. And I was just, I just couldn't believe it. I was appalled. And I said, like, put a pair of gloves on. Take the sheets off. You can't even lay him out in a, in a clean bed. No, he'd he gone from that bed because he'd lost consciousness. Oh, he'd gone to he'd, intensive yeah. care. But everybody was afraid to touch everything. I'm going, you people are idiots. I'm mm. going get to in go. it. Yeah,
2: it's, it's bullshit. And, it's and, just and ignorance. The, and the propaganda Again. at the time, yeah. though.
0: Yeah, it's just the, the fear. And the government,
2: yeah. all of it was to get, and the religiosity of it all. That it was punishment for some yeah. bullshit.
1: yeah, yeah. 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 Same with that Israel flower at the moment still going around saying like the fires and the floods are all caused by same-sex marriage (laughs) and things being allowed in Australia
2: I laugh but it actually does have severe consequences It really does Especially if young impressionable people are listening to him Yes Um, I'm also interested in what it's like in your first experiences of going to a place like Bali and, and falling in love with a Balinese person and marrying into a Balinese family That you know in comparison to the average, quotation marks, white Australian family, it would be quite different. Like in the sense of what Balinese people value and also how they have a sense of difference around, the, around reality. Like there's a different understanding of reality than there is in the West.
0: That's true. Um, I guess some of it was a little bit of a shock to me, um, but I just... Luckily I was never – I've just taken everything as it comes day Mm. by day and I guess sometimes – ooh, that was a bit shocking. Yeah. (laughs) Not shocking but unusual. Doesn't it like
1: things can rattle a nurse that – Often, either. No, you seem like you don't seem like a woman who's, who's easily well, what, rattled no, what by kind of change. things. Would
2: would make you like because you know you'd had a particular background and then you're seeing things from another culture, different to yours. Like, is it what is it exactly?
0: I found everything very fascinating at first, but then there were. I guess I looked at it from the point of view, especially when we got married. Um, my mother, who was like seventy. Two, i think at the time never mm. been a, out of Australia before to be confronted with um, a priest whacking me on the head and me going, and going it's okay, it's okay <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. um then a priest priestess going into a trance um <laughs> my mother-in-law in a trance the priest blubbering it was all it was all happening but yep. my mother also just went well, Oh, oh
1: bless it was <laughs> a bit of um what was your mum's um background
0: and um, in faith if she
1: had any
0: when we grew up wherever yeah. we lived our parents just sent us to the closest place of worship I guess okay. so we've all come through with varying um diversities of Faith, I guess, my elder sister's in the Salvation Army, a major in the Salvation Army, and then slowly goes through to my atheist sister and then perhaps my sitting on the fence sister. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone's kind of allowed to learn a bit. Cosmopolitan. That's nice. Somebody described my parents as.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So they're out there thinking, and, but yeah, yeah.
0: just you know, providing in us with date. what we needed or yep. what they thought we were needed. Yep, making it up as they were going along, like nice. all of us.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: oh, but with a little bit of knowledge in the background and a little bit of common sense, hopefully, what you make up's okay. Yep. Mm.
1: I think that's when, when you start to grow up and you realise that that's what your parents that you thought were completely infallible and and uh, godlike were doing.
0: Yes, until you're 12, apparently. Oh, it? 12? Yeah, and yeah. then you start to realise mm, maybe I not. don't think, she-
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> we're all just doing our <laughs> maybe best. Maybe they've
1: got flaws. That's
2: it. It was around 12 that I started to like do my own thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um,
1: Oh, I wanted to ask you quickly because I know we have to make Running this one a little shorter Which tonight. Which is annoying. Yes, because <laughs> I want to talk to you more. We will definitely have you back. Um, I said I'd invite my mum because I told her that you were on tonight. She was horrified, so we definitely have to make her. She's so nervous. She's like, no, 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 no. This but you guys have a nice than going night. To the
0: skin doctor and thing Really. <laughs> Think he's gonna burn me with that dry eye? No, no, we're <laughs> Where not I scary went today. at all. Oh, did you? This is yeah, a but
2: PSA to go to the skin doctor. Yeah,
1: yeah if you get look.
0: your chin- skin checked.
1: Do it. Yeah, just do it. It's uh, as far as I'm aware, there's free clinics in every city, so you should have your skin checked, especially if you live under this giant hole in the ozone that we've all stop talking about
0: highest rate of skin cancer really? in the world in the whole world there's it's, a cheery thought it's really bloody
1: hot here and um anyone um even young people get skin cancers so mm. yeah good good psa there thank you for reminding us i need to I actually need to check in myself i do too, actually. Yeah, yeah overdue yeah. after this hot hot summer um but yeah i wanted to quickly ask you uh spiritual experiences as in paranormal, supernatural, witchy experiences that, that you were privy to because of your nursing?
0: Yeah, well,
1: give me some one that
0: comes to mind yeah. was I was working in this country hospital, no patients, which is a great way to have a hospital, um, <laughs> <laughs> just me, and it was getting a bit boring so I thought I'll just go and have a little nap, you know, like I w- was – I would be alert. I would be near the front door and the telephone. Mm. Um, I, the previous nights, this is on night shift, um, I'd lay on the examination couch a little bit hard. So <laughs> I decided a bed would be better. So I went and lay in the bed and I was in like kind of you think, ooh, I should look at the door. Like I don't know what my – and I looked there and I was so silhouette of a woman, older woman with um, curled hair and I tried to move but I couldn't move and she just smiled and <laughs> away she went and I got up and switched every light in the hospital on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's the average response. Yeah. Just to check Thanks. and also to make yourself feel better. Yeah.
0: yeah, and had just had a little bit of a walk around. Yeah, I walk and whistle and sing and just, yeah. So by four o'clock in the morning when very soon the um, cook was to arrive, I was sitting on the back stairs and she said, oh, good morning. I went, oh, good morning. She said, you look like you've seen a ghost. And <laughs> I <laughs> I believe I did. And I explained to her what had happened. Yeah. And then a couple of days later the matron of the place said, I believe you saw my mother the other night. Oh, wow. And, I, and she'd apparently died in that room. And where you were sleeping. Where I was, well, I was not sleeping. Well, retina, like, no, you were on duty. Officially. <laughs> you were resting your legs rest.
1: while listening for the phone and watching the door. And watching the door. A hundred percent.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And when I was um, at, I worked in um, intensive care a lot, I worked with this one nurse and she was just like a crusty, crusty person. She was. <laughs> a I was crusty person? A Crusty person. What do you mean? Um, she had very crusty edges, uh huh. Yeah, but beautiful person inside, yeah. The crust. Like the she bread. just had a, she yeah. had a, had hard, a hard exterior, exterior. Yeah. and she used to be always very concerned because we had no windows mm-hmm. and that the spirits of the people that had died weren't going to get out. I love her already. Yeah. And I used to always say, We've got an air vents, got-. <laughs> that sounds but they'll like get you stuck in I there know. in the whirligigs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh,
1: <no. laughs>
0: Yeah, and but like I did a little course in acupressure in, when I was in Sydney, so mm. I was very fascinated watching people die with the um, what I don't know if you don't know anything about acupressure, mm. the meridians of your body, which all the acupuncture points lie on. Yeah, so when people die, the little dints that are in those disappear.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's it's when people describe their face everyone's face changes yes. and drops.
0: Yeah. Cuz you actually have a little dint above your eyebrow about midway if you've had your gallbladder removed mm-hmm. and that's the one I would watch the most cuz it's the most <sighs> significant like on the face. Yeah. And just disappear. Yeah. So you're just hanging by that thread. It's
1: it's not something I think our discussion was that this is something that everyone used to experience, so we had a much closer relationship with or understanding of the processes of, of dying, just like we did with birth. Even though both are super sterilized mm. in the West, mm. yeah, um, we're getting a little bit better with births, but not so much with deaths. Not um, so much, but it, I think it's such, and it, I can't, I can't even articulate. How important I think it was that I've, I've witnessed the passing of family members, and that I've been there with people when they pass, even friends, because it changed not only my perspective on life, but also on witchcraft and on magic and on spirit. And it's so clear,
0: very clear. When you see
1: a bo- when you see someone pass, and you see the difference between a body with a soul in it and a body, body without. without, you it's unmistakable. And it change it changes your whole life, and I think we lose a lot in not having that experience anymore, or not having anything to do with our loved ones after they've passed, like handing over the cleaning of bodies or the preparing of bodies yeah, to, so to other important. people and things, like, and all of this trauma that comes along with not actually um, mm. recognizing or, or you know even physically acknowledging that that person's really gone. Yeah. Because you haven't seen them leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's like a, waiting for them to always walk through the door again.
2: There's a really beautiful scene in The Dressmaker, which is also a, a novel, but there's this beautiful part of the film where someone dies and they're a, kind of a, almost like a tinker, oh, that's probably not the wrong word, but like a traveller family or a, a group of very poor people attached to a town um, and they kind of work the land, their labour is on the land. And um, someone dies and the mother Gets you know, get someone else to help her wash the body mm-hmm. of of this person, mm-hmm. and you can tell she's in such grief. But you can tell how that would be good for someone, so good, a- and to wash and clean and prepare the body. Yep. And it, it's just a very like powerful f- scene and a very powerful movie. It's
1: anytime I've seen that portrayed or, or seen that even in in a documentary, it is a very powerful thing, and it is something that would be would would fall into the kind of work that we would have done as as nurses but also as as witches mm-hmm. um and i yeah it's just um well any an person who's thing. near
2: the dead in any culture is often considered to be ritualistically unclean yes taboo, s- or, yeah, taboo or yeah.
1: um even with i know i watched a random documentary about uh executioners in mm. in the middle ages and they would be paid a huge stipend. They would live almost like a semi-noble family but no one wanted – like they were untouchable but unclean. No one wanted anything to do with them until someone needed to die and then they would come in and do their job and then they would go back and they were kept sort of in a retainer um, by the court. But they had that kind of both mixed fear and respect and and like uncleanness about them once they had – been doing that work, or been around people who were leaving, yeah. Okay, yeah. we could talk forever about that. I What's hope we get to have words you back
2: on our podcast, Rose.
1: Oh no, we're gonna from now on we're gonna do something awesome to outweigh you know some of the negativity and the sadness <laughs> that that can be around at the moment. What's something? um positive or awesome that happened to you this week?
0: Well, today I was on a train and it was a very interesting journey on that train because mm-hmm. I think somebody from nearly every nationality and ethnicity hopped on that train today, probably at roundabout Kingston, Woodridge. And, oh, yeah, that'll do it. Yep. And there was this <laughs> lovely girl sitting beside me and English was her second language. Mm-hmm. And so every train stop where they say um, – The next stop will be – and she would go, my darling, the next stop (laughs) will be Fruit Grove. Thank you. Mind the gap. And she was just so beautiful. I thought it was amazing. But I would like to add just in general to people – don't be an asshole. <laughs> oh,
2: thank you, Rose. I think
0: that's how you should live your life, really. Yep, try and,
2: try not, not to be an asshole.
1: True words have never been, been said. And you
2: have that in common with my friend Raven, who you know and love. She yeah. said, I said, oh, you know, when I was talking about initiation into the reclaiming tradition, I wanted her to be a part of that. And she said, and she said, my advice, don't be an asshole.
1: That's all you need. But I was like,
2: my mum says that.
1: <laughs> it's sound advice.
0: Really sound advice.
1: Love it. What about you, Fio? Give me um, some good news oh, in having, my ear heart. Having my mum
2: on the podcast. Oh, having your mum yeah, on mate. the podcast. It's quite quite cute.
1: You guys are super cute. I'm gonna take a photo of you both right now. We're gonna I'll make sure we post it when this episode comes out. Thank you so much for being with us. Um Thank you for having I have to think of something positive. Oh. I my first customer um yesterday morning was the most beautiful ancient in, in I took her as, as an Indian woman and end up we, I was correct because I started speaking to her about Swasti and, and um, Rajasthan and things like that and she goes I'm not just and I'm like oh no way you know and she was Zoroastrian ah. and I said I'm fascinated and I'd love to learn more and she we started going through herbs and she had so much time for me and we started talking about the different deities and and uh she was looking for a few things in particular and and then I found myself having a conversation. She's like, but I'm so mad at my body right now. Like I walk into rooms and I don't know why I'm there. And I'm like, I do that. And we had this bonding moment over, you know, feeling lost and losing objects and getting frustrated with ourselves. And um, I feel like I made a sister and I love her very much. So that was a wonderful experience, just like some of the really wonderful customers and clients that come in all the time. Um, that want to share their knowledge and wisdom with me. But yeah, we'll still have a laugh with me. And then hopefully I made their day good. She definitely made my whole day awesome. <laughs> so that's what I'm thankful for.
2: Hurrah. Shout yeah. out to your Zoroastrian sister. We should get her on. I would love Their to. traditions are very fascinating. She's, some of the oldest in the world. Yeah.
1: That's, and um, yeah, I was, it was some of the things she was telling me I was, I'd never heard before. And I was so, I said, she was, oh, stop me if I'm, you know, Bothering you or talking to? You. I'm like, you can take a seat. We can have. Let's do it. There's no customers in here. I think you're here for a reason, and we're gonna talk. So no, it was wonderful. So yeah, my new girlfriend. Yeah. Thanks
2: everybody for tuning in. <laughs> Thank you for listening.
1: Bye. Thank you, Rosie. The best. You, we'll have you back soon because we need to continue those conversations and your beautiful wisdom. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Mwah. That lay beneath the wolf sky Without the dark clouds falling and omen apparition And with the thunder rolling Our how conceited the storm We lay beneath the wolf sky We lay beneath the wolf sky This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. The song is Wolf Sky.